Greetings, I'm Karen Colligan. Welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership Podcast. I'm the founder of a leadership organization called PeopleThink, where I created the Keep It Real Leadership Program that equips and elevates emerging and advancing leaders. It's all online and can be done anywhere and it can be done at any time. What I know for sure is all leaders lead differently. And that's the beauty of leadership. And it's so important to understand what your unique leadership style is. Now that word is worth repeating. Unique. Because everyone has their own leadership style, which will inform how you're going to help your team and your organization move forward. You gotta be real and you gotta be bold and you gotta drive to take action. Cause let's face it, people look to their leaders for vision. They look to their leaders for coaching and growth opportunities. This is why as a leader, you wanna be crystal clear about your unique leadership style and the competencies that go with that. The whole purpose of the Let's Talk Leadership podcast is to speak to a variety of leaders who are in different industries with different titles at different levels to better understand their unique way of leading. So let's get moving and talk to our next leadership guest. In this episode, I am thrilled to be speaking to Carrie Kralik, who is the Chief Human Resources Officer at Adisit Bio. And we're going to hear about Carrie's approach to leadership. Carrie, welcome and thank you for being with us today. Really excited to be here, Karen. Thank you for inviting me. So, Carrie, tell us a little bit about who you are before we get into this whole leadership conversation. I am an HR leader, um, an HR executive at a small privately held biotech company in the San Francisco Bay Area. And I've spent my career, the majority of my career actually, in the Bay Area working for a variety of tech, life sciences, and biotech companies. And I've had the great privilege over that time of not only working for great leaders, but also really honing my own leadership capabilities and competencies in a variety of, of roles and a variety of environments, including multinational environments, um, small privately held environments. And it's really given me the opportunity to create my own leadership brand. That's really amazing. And so you said a couple things here that, that I just want to repeat, and that's that whole idea of working for great leaders means that you're going to learn and you're going to pay attention. And, and what I also always say is learning from the not so great leaders. We also uh, obviously learn our, along the way. And as you're working for our organizations that are smaller, uh, you know, that's one set of leadership competencies. As you're in bigger organizations, that's another set of leadership competencies. And we have to grow and pay attention to what's happening in our current environment so that, in fact, we can lead 
our people the way we need to lead. So that's fabulous. Thank you. And in the Bay Area, and I know you've done some international work as well and lived in Germany for a while, also doing some leadership work. So first things first, there are so many ways to define leadership because it's so personal. So tell us, how do you define leadership? Like, what are your, what, what's your thinking when you say, this is who I am as a leader? You mentioned the word leadership brand. So, so how do you define your leadership brand, Carrie? I define my leadership brand as one where I have the ability to create the big picture for my team or for the organization. And then by creating that big picture, being able to then bring people along in that journey with me or with us as a leadership team, because every organization that I've been part of, I've been part of a leadership team. And to me, that's what's most important of a leader. And again, a leader of a small team, a leader of an organization, a leader of a multinational company, you have to be able to help people understand how they fit into the bigger picture. And that comes through a well-articulated vision that enables people to come along with you. Well, absolutely. And so when you talk about creating the big picture, you know, as say I work for you, Carrie, and I understand the big picture. Well, the other piece of this is what about me and how do I fit into that big picture? So in fact, I can recognize that what I'm doing is valuable within the organization. So to set the vision and then let me have those goals that allow me to know, you know what, I am part of this big picture. And that is really cool. The other component about leadership for me is to really be clear about values and to really understand what your values are. Because when you think about our values, that's, that's truly our core. And they're really our guiding light in how we navigate the world and, and then how we make decisions. And as a leader, we have to be able to make those hard decisions based on what the business is bringing us at the time. And if we're not clear about our values, then that might get a little murky for us. So what are your top three values as a leader for you? My top three values are that I am collaborative. I'm accountable and I am courageous. Ooh, I like it. I like it. You want to talk a little bit about any of those? Sure. And maybe I'll put all of those in the context of something that we're dealing with immediately or, or in the moment, which is, uh, is COVID-19. Yes. And so, you know, as, as we looked at, what we needed to do as an organization and a small biotech and meeting certain not only state and county requirements, but also business requirements, being collaborative required me to be collaborative with my executive peers and us coming together and having daily conversations, which we continue um, about how we're managing the organization through this very, very difficult time and what our legacy will be as we go through this. The accountability piece also comes in when we have to be accountable to various stakeholders, first and foremost, our employees. Secondarily, we have to be accountable to ourselves and knowing that we're doing the right thing for our employees. Last, but certainly not least, we have to be accountable to our board and our shareholders because ultimately we're trying to do something that is gonna be life-changing for patients. And 
you know, we don't have the luxury of just putting the brakes on and closing down shop. We have to continue the great work that we're doing, but do it in a way that our employees feel comfortable and healthy and safe. So collaborative, accountable, and courageous in that we're, we're working towards making a number of different decisions and trade-offs yeah. that on any given day, you may have different outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. Collaborative, accountable, courageous. So the courageous part goes back to the values we just talked about, because you have to be really clear um, about those values that you're talking about in order to hold strong and be able to be bold and make those tough decisions because they impact so many people. And and as I always say, stuff, stuff runs downhill. And so decisions that you're making at the exec level really impacts not only your employees, your shareholders, your board, the patients. And that mm-hmm. ultimately is what everyone cares about, no question. You did mention what's going on now. And so w- when you think about the enormous amount of transition and change that we're going through, I mean, with the COVID, with the civil unrest, with the economic fallout, and you think about how that impacts employees. And what we know is at this time, people are confused. Some people are scared. Some people you know, are happy to be home. Some people aren't happy to be home. Some people need to be in the lab. And so how do you as a leader, really help your teams lead through this transition and change? Because we all know at the end of the day, it's all about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you lead mm-hmm. through transition and change, Carrie? It's, it's, it's a balance. And, and it's always a balance. But I guess, again, especially with what's going on today, it's an even more important balance. And that balance is, again, giving people that sense of, why are we here? Why are you here? What are we trying to accomplish to ensure that we're getting a therapeutic or a solution in place for patients to have an alternative to the current immuno-oncology therapies? So that's first and foremost. The other very important piece of this is the empathy for the individual. And again, in other times and in other environments, the empathy piece may have been there, but it may not have been dialed up as much as it needs to be now. And I think creating that vision and purpose, continuing the consistent messaging, understanding that everybody's dealing with these current times in slightly different ways, and how do we have empathy for that individual? Nice. And so consistent messaging following that vision. So I've got clarity. I still have that same clarity. And then having a heart around empathy. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. um, we need to know people care about us at this time. And, and so, uh, and there has to be consistency around that empathy. So yeah, nice, nice. Great. Thank you. So the other thing that, that I think about all the time is how important it is for leaders uh, to continually be learning, continually be open and curious. And what happens, you know, in our business world is we get so busy, you think, I don't have time. And, and so I'd like to know what, what are some of the tools, what are some of the re- resources you have gone to in order to make sure, Carrie, that you're still developing? Because no matter where we are in our career, we've got to stay curious and open-minded. So what are some of the things you do? So one thing that I've always done throughout my career and I'm I'm continue to do is 
looking for those opportunities to gain new experiences. I will, I've been doing this for 30 years, not to date myself, but I've been doing this for 30 years. Um, I think from a HR functional perspective, there are many things that I've gained over those 30 years. But right now, as an example, we're in the midst of a reverse merger. I've been through mergers, I've been through acquisitions, I've never been through a reverse merger. I'm learning in the moment what that means, what the implications are with a reverse merger, what the requirements are to transition our company from being a private company to a public company Mm -hmm. through the filing of our S4, through various executive and board compensation activities. So it's looking at the opportunity that's in front of you and saying, what can I gain from that? What can I learn? The same with the pandemic, great learning as an HR professional of how you navigate through that. So a a big piece for me as I've progressed in my career is not just seeking out, but looking at what's just put right in front of you and saying, how do I get the most out of this? And how do I learn the most? And I would say, I still take the opportunity to attend conferences or webinars and making sure that I'm staying up to date. But mm, those have yeah. taken less and less focus as I've, I've progressed in my career, whereas earlier in my career, webinars, conferences, training sessions, that was the bulk of, of how I, I got my learning. And last but certainly not least is my network. Yeah. Constantly talking to people about what their experiences are, how they're managing how they're leading um, and pulling that into my thinking. Yeah. And and when you think about what you say about gaining new experiences, now that goes directly back to your value of being courageous. So not being afraid to take on those new experiences and think, oh, you know what? I really don't know everything here and I can figure it out. I'm smart. I can do this is really courageous, Carrie, no Mm -hmm. question about it. And it's funny you would say conferences because now we know everything's virtual. I mean, if I do one more virtual (laughs) conference, I'm just going to cry openly, I'm telling you. And they're good. They're good. And I'm grateful for that. I just need face-to-face sometimes. I need some whites of the eyes is what I say. (laughs) And then the other piece is the network. And you know what? That often goes first because who has time? I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And if we don't continue to speak to our network, what are you doing? What's trending? What are you learning? Then we can't learn either. So yeah, 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 yeah. Love, love, love all that. So then we think about you, Carrie, and then we think about your, your, you know, who you're leading and how do you help them grow? Because, you know, everybody does things at different levels when they're in different components of their career. So, so how do you help your um, folks really learn and, and, and stretch their thinking? To your point, it does depend on where they are in their career. I am privileged to be working with a number of individuals now who have their own experiences that they're bringing that are supplementing my experiences. Um, So for me, it's about throwing new opportunities at them, just as I'm taking on new opportunities, throwing things at them, letting them know there's a safety net and that they're, they're not expected to figure it all out on their own, but asking them to take on the responsibility for being the lead of an integration project, but really giving them these learning nuggets that in some cases, at first, I get the response of, I'm not sure how to do this. And my response is, we'll figure it out together. 
Well, there we go. Back to your uh, collaborative value, um, Carrie. I mean, as you're speaking, I just keep thinking, whoa, she just keeps going back to exactly the core, your guiding light, that <laughs> mm-hmm. collaborative piece. I'll help you where I can. But if I can empower these people, then they can have the confidence that they can do it and they'll want to learn. I mean, what's better than feeling valued uh, in the role that you have. So, so that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing I just want to comment, um, Carrie, that you have said is that, you know, you've built a team around you, um, that, that have very clear expertise that, that you don't have. And as a leader, we don't have to know everything. You know, the best leaders are the ones who know what they don't know so that they can hire to that. And then my last question um, is is really about the balance, and you mentioned it earlier on. So the question is, what piece of art or culture or music or literature or anything completely wacko that keeps you balanced and importantly brings you joy? So in the pre-COVID era, <laughs> I would say it was travel. Yeah. I have had so many phenomenal experiences and cultural experiences through my travels. And that brings me such joy. I'm looking forward to the day when that will be a possibility again. And I know it will be here very, very soon. In the interim, the one thing that brings me great peace is my garden. And I'm very lucky that I live in a, a, a place in the East Bay Hills that has some beautiful space mm-hmm. that I can relax and enjoy and cultivate and refresh. And that is what brings me joy at this very exact moment when some of the other things that I really enjoy doing aren't accessible. <laughs> exactly. And we all have our fingers and toes and every hair on our head crossed. When can we get back? Who knew that I was going to miss <laughs> slipping through an airport? I mean, it's hard for me to fathom that I'm I'm uttering these words in public. Exactly, it's great, great. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, you know, in terms of that whole balance thing, and you know, you're going through a lot in your organization. And there's a lot of shift and, and transition and learning going on. So the fact that you can find a place to have some peace and sit still, and the one thing I think this pandemic has done for a lot. Lot of us is that we recognize we can be still, um, maybe not this still. However, um, <laughs> we can be still and we can fill up with that that stillness and that comfort and and, and peace. Yeah. Carrie, oh my goodness gracious. I, I don't know what to say except thank you so much. Your insights, your thoughts, you know, how you're leading today is well, it's inspiring. And it, it, it's wonderful to hear how thoughtful you are about leadership. And and we know that some people, you know, get put into a leadership role and they haven't had any training for it. And leadership is a set of competencies. And it's very evident that as you've grown your career, you've been very clear about paying attention to what are those competencies that I need? What are those values that I need in order to continue to grow? And so, you know, it's a beautiful message. So, so thank you. I'm, I'm really, really grateful. It's been a privilege, Karen. Well, thank you, Carrie. I love that. So everybody, thanks for listening. I'm Karen Colligan, and you've been listening to Carrie Kralik, Chief Human Resources Officer at Adiset Bio. Till the next episode of the Let's Talk Leadership Podcast, have a good one.
And don't forget to keep it real. Bye now.